Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. Hello, is this on? <laughs> Such an old trick, isn't it? Well, Jocelyn, we done done it again. We're here one more week. How about that? How about that? Yes. And guess what? What? It's pretty outside. It is pretty outside. The birds are doing their thing, you know? What I mean? Yeah, the birds and the bees. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, but I know what you mean. <laughs> you are terrible. I know. I know. Uh, so we have a good show again. Like, I don't know why I feel I have to say that all the time. It's okay. It's okay. Repetition is a good thing. Repetition is a good thing. Repetition is a good thing. It yeah. gets it gets it into people's heads that we have a good show because we always have a good show. You've gone tremendously philosophical on me lately. I'm I'm not, I don't even know what to do with you. <laughs> 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 That's the beer I had earlier. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so how about we get this show started? Let's get this thing started. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. So, hello, Jocelyn. Hello, Graham. Hello to you, my friends. Welcome to uh, Kicking and Streaming one more time with me, my fantastic pair. And she is uh, Jocelyn. With me, as usual, to do this thing here we call podcasting. We're not going to refer to it as podding again. Yeah, no, let's not do that again. <laughs> that, was a, that was a cool. Let's not do that again. You know, I heard the podcast afterward, and I was like, party. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of 13-year-old boys that we but you know. that was funny. <laughs> and, uh, of course, we would like uh, to to thank you for being with us for staying with us and for coming back every week as usual all the downloads all the listens all the encouragement that we've been getting yes thank you folks we appreciate that we and, do and please continue to follow us in social media twitter instagram facebook it's wrong to say facebook it's the facebook the facebook thank you yes, <laughs> yes. and of course if you like what we do and you would like to support this cause just go to patreon.com slash kicking and streaming podcast and you can see how you can help out because, uh, you know, we've been doing it over here. Am I right, Justin? That's right. And of course, in the beginning of our show, we talk a little bit about what went on this week. Yes. And this has been a sad week in, in, in terms of entertainment because we record the show, the podcast usually on Saturdays and... On Sunday afternoon, we learned of terrible news. And it was, of course, the killing of a rapper, Nipsey Hussle. And I know neither Jocelyn nor I knew a lot about Nipsey Hussle in terms of his musical work. But we've heard a lot. We've learned a lot about not only his, his body of work, but also his body of work in terms of affecting social changes. Yes. And it is certainly a sad thing, not only the loss of an artist, but also the loss of a fantastic human being, as it, turned, as it turns out to be, according to what we've learned. 
And to expound on that, I am proud uh, to have joined us for the first time and uh, becoming part of the of this podcast. My very good friend Patrick Phillips, who is uh, as of today joining us in this part of the show to talk about the um, actualities, maybe the 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 in the news. Yeah, is that a good yeah right? yeah in the news the the current events the yeah. That's stuff we're not cool enough to know about. The things. <laughs> so <laughs> let's welcome uh, my friend Patrick Felix. Hello. Hello, Patrick. What's good, man? I'm here kicking and screaming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, you know, I, I don't know any rules. I don't know if you have any rules around here, but I, I plan to do a whole lot of kicking and uh, <laughs> screaming. <laughs> man, there's no, there's that's, no that's, rule. There's no rules. That's, that's, <laughs> okay, that's all we do good. anyway. So. Let's do it. <laughs> nice. Good to be here. Definitely good to be here with you guys. Thank you, my friend. Yes, thank you. Uh, a bit of background in, in terms of uh, Patrick and myself. Uh, we have never met, you know, in flesh, in the flesh. Uh, we became friends uh, on social media, and it was by the third person of our mutual friend, Beatrix, uh, who is a Haitian friend in the great state of of, the, of Florida, specifically in Tampa. And so, right. <laughs> yeah, Beatrix is the one that was friends with you, I believe, since you guys since back in New York. I know. From, from, from way back. And yeah. she is also a very good friend. She, she put it like this. She knew my wife before I knew my wife. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. that's a good friend. That's right a here. good friend. That's a good friend. <laughs> and and she, she has actually saved my life for one occasion. So, oh, yeah, wow. she's a very good friend. She's good people. That's for sure. sure. We've actually had the opportunity to meet and hang out and all that good stuff. It's been a while. Stay back in uh, like 2005. But, yeah, she's a very good friend. Good Man. people. Solid, solid, solid woman for sure. Definitely. Yo, I'm sad to say this, but, like, you've had the opportunity to meet the friend for whom, uh, uh, by whom I met you. And I have not <laughs> met her yet. Right. And you know that's messed up, man, because y'all are both both from you got you got connections and ties to Haiti real close, man. Y'all gotta do better than that. I know. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> that's a shame. Haiti, man, y'all gotta do better than that, man. For sure. Anyway, man, uh I'm glad you able to 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 be with us today and we are going to talk about this thing because it was sad. I remember on, on uh Sunday afternoon I checked Twitter and boom. Uh, first thing I saw was Nipsey Hussle, rapper Nipsey, Grammy-nominated Nipsey Hussle got shot in front of his business. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, rappers get shot. The irony of the whole Nipsey Hussle thing with that shooting, to, to your point somewhat, is that um, I think it was probably a week prior to his death, which was, what, last Sunday? Um, or maybe maybe not even a week before he was killed, I saw it trending on Twitter um, this guy, his name was his name was Tech Nine, and he's yes. from Philly. He yes. was also shot and killed, yes. you know, a week prior. And when I saw that, I was like, Tech Nine, oh my God, no, you know, because I, there's this rapper, you know, I, I'm telling my age a little bit here, mm-hmm. who is from Kansas City, famous rapper Tech Nine. I thought that's who that was. I was like, oh no, not him. And I say that because I had an opportunity to meet him and his people um, some years ago. And but I found out it's another cat named Tech Nine for Philly, and I was like, I never heard of him. I don't know who he is. Not to you know diminish his value or anything right. like that. It was like, and like you said, rappers get shot all the time. I mean, it's like a badge of honor. Right. That's Tupac. 
So that, that <laughs> exactly, know? exactly. That that's what I thought it was about, isn't it? But then um all of a sudden, about thirty minutes later, boom, I read I read that he died. And right. the it, it became like this huge thing where the world started coming down. Isn't it, Jocelyn? I mean yeah. like you didn't you couldn't open any page like like you know, everybody was talking about it. That's when I realized, oh, this guy was this guy was somebody. Right. So, so tell me about it. How? What? What do you know about 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 Nipsey? Well, to 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 to, to kind of piggyback on what you just said to to your point just then, when the incident happened or when the news broke, you know, and of course Twitter, social media, that's pretty much what drives all of our news stories anymore. And that's like the first place that we all found out about this, right? It wasn't a major news story like on the, you know, cable news or your nightly news or that sort of thing, you know, nationally anyway. So like you, I I saw the story breaking on Twitter and I just kind of was like, yeah, okay, I don't really know who Nipsey Hussle is. Again, just showing my age a little bit. I mean, I've, I've seen the name, I've heard the name mentioned, but honestly, I never heard any of his music. So that happened. And then later on that afternoon or in the evening, I saw where he had passed away and pretty much social media exploded. Now, I'll be honest, again, not knowing who this person was or really knowing anything about him, nor his music. I said to myself, well, you like you. He, he might have been somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so what I do, I went out and I bought his album. And his, this was oh, his, so I you went there. I, look, I'm a hip hop head, man. You don't understand. <laughs> you know, I, I love hip hop music. I mean, you know me from online. A lot of my writing and the work that I've done, you know, writing and doing freelance and blogging over the years was inspired by hip hop. Right. Now, I never really wrote about hip hop, but I felt like my writing was reflective of the culture. You know, we, we grew up with hip hop. Right. You know there is mean? such a thing as hip hop activism. <laughs> exactly. Right. So it was like, okay, so I'm going to go grab this album. And I did, and I took the time to listen to it, and I was like, yeah, okay, this was all right, you know. <laughs> and I'm not, not saying that to belittle or, or diminish or trivialize the man's work and his death and everything, but right. I was like, okay, all right, I understand why I did not know anything about this, because obviously this appeals to a whole different, you know, right, a, a different <laughs> you know crowd, I mean? isn't it? Yes, yes. And, so that was it. I listened to the album one time and I put it down and I didn't pay any more attention to what was happening, how did he die, what have you, this and that, the other. It just so happened that I turned, uh, I went to, uh, maybe a day later on Monday, I went to uh, open up my Instagram and I was you know, scrolling my Instagram and a very, very good friend of mine who, um, you know, a personal friend, we would talk all the time. Actually, we, we've done writing together, that sort of a thing. She's originally from L.A., uh, okay. but she's on the East Coast now, and uh, she's a professor, you know. So I saw she made a video. She runs a, a popular website that's on the come up out there. It's called Art Republic. Um, y'all need to check that out, artrepublic.com. You know, check out my homegirl. But anyhow, <laughs> my, my friend, as I mentioned, she's now on the East Coast. She's a professor at NYU. And so she did a video to kind of like talk about the event, if you will. Because she still has family there, right? Literally okay. there on the ground. All right. And I can see, and knowing her all these years, I can listen to her voice and see it in her face. She was extremely exasperated. It was like, 
Oh my God. So it, it was only then I realized this is really huge. Like, okay, so I need to know who this guy is. Right. So I picked up the phone and called her. And this was the very next day, of course. This was by Tuesday. So we had a phone conversation where we just basically, she basically told me, you know, who he was, what he was about. And we spoke about his death and what it meant from a historical perspective, right? right. Going back through the, uh, the black experience, if you will. We talked about gang culture and all the shifts over the years from the 80s through the 90s, right. all of that good stuff. And this was, you know, from all accounts, as everybody said, this was a brother, young cat. Yep. Only 33 years old. 33 years old, yes. Yeah, young yeah. guy, 33 years old. Yeah. I mean, he did his thing in the streets, and he came up with his music, and he decided to give back to his community. And that's something that needs to be commended. And it's it's sad to see, you know, that it, something like this has happened. And and, and this is where this is where I wanted to I, I wanted to sort of make, take a, a little detour here. This is a guy that has uh, basically decided, you know. I'm going to pursue this dream of music. And right. by doing that also, I'm not going to just, you know, I'm not just going to go after the money, but the money, I'm going to put it back into the community, which is, which is what he was doing. Right. Um, decided that he was going to stay within his, his area, open some business and do some good things. Right. right. But at the end of the day, I, I think, Jocelyn and I had this conversation last week, right before we started the podcast last week. It was, you can make great changes in your life, right? You can decide, you know, I'm no longer going to go down this path, but I'm going to go this path now and start doing all the goods in the world. But somewhere out there, you left enemies, isn't it? Isn't that, isn't that the truth? And those enemies, those enmities, at some point could easily come back and bite you in the ass, regardless of how, how long ago you changed, which seems to be the, the situation here, right? Right. That, 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 that's, you know, well, to be fair, uh, we don't, do I put it like this, there's a lot of stuff that's being said online, going around the whole, you know, social media ecosystem where people have different, you, you know, if, you, if, you, if you've seen it, there were all these conspiracy oh, theories yes. and stuff oh, yes. around. Surrounding his was it was he trying to buy NBC? Was he was he trying to buy NBC or oh. yeah, something like that? <laughs> <laughs> something like that. You know, he was trying to buy NBC, and that, that's not a real conspiracy theory, by the way. But you know, I'm clowning. But no, there, were, there was a lot of a lot of stuff being said. So to be honest, to this day, without any any real official reporting, I, I, that's what I tend to rely on. Right. right? But is there is there any truth is is there any truth to to the whole idea of like the very next day he was gonna meet with the police about that, some community activism and blah blah blah? Mm -hmm. That's that's very true. That has been confirmed. That has you know, been confirmed by, by, by not only his people but actually the authorities, the police chief and, and and superintendent and whatnot. So that that's actually true. But there's so much being said, in particular about how the incident went down or the motive for the incident and it's like okay i don't even know what's real and that's when i start tuning everything out you know right but like i said i spoke to my uh my good friend my dear friend who has contacts on the ground who she actually has met him okay one of the things that he did if you see reported he had opened this uh 
office space, if you will, right? Right. To right. where he was trying to get back to the community, give people opportunities to uh, uh, set up shop in different office spaces right, right. And, and, and set up a STEM program. She actually went there because, again, like I told you, she's from L.A. And she was telling me, recounting the story, that she went there because like, she was mm-hmm. attempting to open up an office space there out in L.A. So she went to the building, met him, and she was like, he's a really cool, cool brother. When she saw him, met him, he was with his daughter going over, like, homework and stuff. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So it's kind of, like, weird because when you hear this, it's like, yo, this was a rapper, a rap star, if right, you will. You right. know, you don't, we don't get to hear these things about their lives. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But for yeah. all intents and purposes, he was very in touch with the people, you know, of that community, from, from what I'm told. And, and, and it, 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 it's, it's very apparent, given the reaction not just in the local community there, it's, it's like it's spread worldwide. And it's funny because my wife and I was talking about it earlier today, and it was like, man, every every everything you turn on online right now, it's about yes. Nipsey Hussle. Yes, that you know is what true. I mean? It's like, wow, how come we never knew anything about him? So, so yeah, that's, before now? that's a good question. I, I, I wonder that too, because he seems like such a good guy. And right. such an activist and somebody who was so involved in the community and everything that's coming out about him is just good stuff. And I, I want to know why we never heard about him. And I understand right. that there's, you know, a lot of oppression in non-social media for that kind of thing. But like, why wasn't there like Twitter stuff about him before he died? It would have been I, nice to know that he was a good guy to be able to support some of these causes. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. You know, one of the things, one of the things I found out today Actually, it kind of, I wouldn't say it's, it was shocking, but um, back in 2016 for the elections, right, mm-hmm. he actually led and hosted a voter registration campaign You're in kidding that very me? neighborhood. Yes! Now, mm-hmm. the thing about that to me God. is the fact that, you know, we always talk about, well, I know I do, I talk about a lot of politics and voting, yes. right, about that type of stuff, and there seems to be this disconnect, right? Yes. With younger people, mm-hmm. right? In, in urban culture from politics, right? I mean, let's be honest. You know, a lot of young people, they do not vote, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, this, this is a fact. I'm not making that up. Um, a lot of people of... We're not of picking on you, young people. We're not picking on class, you. <laughs> they don't generally vote. Right. But here's a guy who, you know, saw an importance in yes. something like that, right? Yes. yes. And for him to host something like that, and, and if you remember what 2016 was, it was like probably the most pivotal election cycle of our lifetimes. Absolutely. I mean, you got this asshole Donald Trump, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? You got him on one side with his racist self and all his bullshit, and then here's a guy who saw a visionary, if you will, yeah. who saw that this was very important that he had to take it to the streets to get his people to vote. And I, I thought that was highly commendable when I found that out today. And I was like, yo, Can why we you? didn't know about these things yes. before now? You know what I mean? The more I learn about this guy, the more admirable he is. And, and, yes. and it almost sounds as if like we're all jumping on a bandwagon and, and stuff. But seriously, as Jocelyn said, why did we not know about these things before? And you know what? It, it's a bloody shame that this whole whole thing went down. It, it really is because there's – I feel like there's so little good news in the world. It would have been awesome to have known about this guy beforehand to, to, to be involved if possible and if not, at least to just hear good news. And then all this potential now that's gone. Yes. 
and just over stupid crap. I mean, I just, I, it's, it's heartbreaking because there's not enough good people in this world. And now we've lost another one. I think, I think honestly, uh, partly to blame for what, what we're talking about as far as lack of coverage and exposure and information, excuse me, information it, it, that, that lies with black media in particular. Right. Um, yeah. I, 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 I'm a part of black media. Yes. You know, I cover a lot of stories. I write about this type of stuff all the time. You know, hell, I was talking about Black Lives Matter before there was a Black Lives Matter. I remember, I mean? I and remember that. And that's not to beat my own chest or anything. No, 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 but no, no. I'm not the only one. There were a lot of us out here putting in that work, right? Yes. And I think that, you know, to the point, you know, a lot of black media outlets, right? And I'm talking about digital spaces specifically. Right. Because let's be real. Yes. You don't have a whole lot within the infrastructure outside of exactly. that. Exactly. You know, they tend to stay away from the good, if you will. <laughs> we would rather focus on the bad and the bullshit. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. So it's 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 bad. It's sad. It's like that, but hey, man, it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. It fucking it, it really it really hit me. Not not saying his death hit me personally. It dawned on me again before talking to my friend, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, by Sunday night, I turned on my news and my cable news channel and they were talking about his death and I was like whoa they're really talking about this guy you know what yeah, I mean yeah that's what, like, that's what surprised me too you know? yeah. <laughs> I was like wow okay yes. I mean you know like we like we kind of jokingly said earlier hey it's a rapper you know he got shot got killed rappers get killed, shot you know what I mean? that <laughs> happened shit happened you know what I mean yep. but this one was a little bit different it was it was it was reminiscent of what it was when Tupac Shakur yes and, and and the notorious big Biggie Smalls got killed Dude. back in the nineties. I mean, those were big stories. The difference here is he did not have that level of fame and celebrity as those guys. So you right. would expect that, right? Right, for, right, right. For, for that type of coverage or or, or 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 sympathy and mourning and that sort of a thing. But this one was a was wow. It, it was you know a little bit different in that regard. But that's, it was huge. That's exactly the way I feel. <clears throat> hey Patrick, check this out. Uh, there's quite a bit more to talk about uh, Nipsey, and I know that, as you mentioned in the beginning of this segment, there's still a lot of information coming out that we need to filter out and and sure. figure out what's coming from the right sources or not. So sure. uh, I hope that we can reprise it next week and, and, and continue to talk a bit more about it, because I've learned a lot. You are learning quite a bit. Jocelyn is, is learning quite a lot. And um, I... I I really want us to continue this conversation and maybe this will be the time that we, when we learn to really um, pass it on, pass forward uh, all the good things that we learn about, about each other and make sure that, that those stories are told. Isn't it? I, I would say, I would say that this, his death, it provides, you know, unfortunately his death, provides a very valuable teachable moment moving forward and there's a lot to learn you know just from this situation and not just about mm -hmm. him as a person or an individual but how much better we can do as a society as individuals to affect change you know what i mean yes as yes. well as to, for, for the greater good you know mm -hmm. uh, and then there's so many takeaways man so many takeaways so i'll be i'll be more than happy to you know have that discussion whenever, my friend. Absolutely, man. Um, so next week we'll 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 uh, we'll reprise on that. And also, I wanted to talk a bit about Uncle Joe, uh, the situation with Joe Biden. And, my man, 
That's my man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm here. I'm here kicking and screaming, baby. <laughs> well, everybody, this was my friend Patrick Phillips. Uh, thank you very much once again, my friend. Big hugs and uh, happy you, birthday Patrick. to your wife, man. Oh, uh, definitely, definitely, definitely. You take care, man. Don't be seeing me around next week, man. Thanks All for right? being with us, my friend. Take care. Be sure to be sure to check for me on the interwebs. I'm everywhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Take care, now, brother. Thank you. What are we talking about this week? We're talking about us. Us. Let's talk about us, baby. Go, 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 go. You're singing again. You know how you know I have to. I thought we talked about this. <laughs> you know I have to. <laughs> well, um, so Johnson and last Friday, so a week ago last night, I went to see us. And I suppose this week was your turn. Yes. I went on Thursday night with Thursday my husband. Night. The hubby. With the hubby husbands. <laughs> the hubba hubba. <laughs> so, um, what do you think? Shall we talk about it? Let's talk about it. <laughs> I don't know which one of us should start. I think you should start. So, in, in right after our show, I saw Us by Jordan Peele. I went on Twitter and wrote something along the line of whatever preconceptions you have of the movie Us... You know, you better get rid of it and go watch the movie for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And I think I said something also about how Jordan Peele had basically created a subgenre of uh, of suspense or horror, whatever you want to call it, and cinema is better for it, right? Mm -hmm. So, of course, I I understood that not everybody were going to agree with me in that respect. But little did I know <laughs> that my own co-host <laughs> He didn't realize the twist is your co-host no no. No <laughs> So here's the thing folks Jocelyn tells me uh, this morning no. I went with my, uh, I went with my husband to to see uh us and I was like yeah, so what do you think? <laughs> and what was your answer? Um, I enjoyed it. Right. That I didn't enjoy it as much as I hoped to. And that I was a little bit disappointed. Yeah. And other than that, we haven't discussed about it and discussed anything about it. So, we're, folks, you're getting this raw. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that, we have not talked about it at all. No. All right. So... We talked about my crazy family instead, so, <laughs> you know. But that was your conversation for the ages, I can tell you that. That was <laughs> that was awesome. That, like, seriously, I'm like, whoa, yeah, this is good right here. Yeah. And Jeffrey, my friend, I commend you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he, he deserves a medal of honor, hey, bravery, and... Dude and, is my hero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he does. But, all right, so tell me, start by telling me what you liked. What were the pros and what were the cons for you? And then I'll tell you mine. Okay. But first of all, please do not assume that I agreed or I was happy with everything I saw. That oh, I, yeah. I too liked the movie, but I do have some some one or two complaints. So we're not that far off. Okay. It's okay. just that I don't know <laughs> what your complaints are, and I'd like know, to hear them. <laughs> you don't know what's about to come out of my mouth. <laughs> Do uh -oh. you understand? 
Um, first off, I do need to say that I think Jordan Peele is possibly the most intelligent person in Hollywood right now. So he is amazing. I'm a huge fan um, of him. So part of the reason of my disappointment is because of that. Because if this came from anybody else, I would have been like, oh, you know, it's fine. You know, so that's part of it. But I enjoyed the movie very much. And I never like lost interest or it was like, oh, God, this is dumb. Or there was never any point in the movie where I felt like that. Um, Can I tell you something? Yeah. You're not going to believe this. What's that? But I, there was a moment that I actually lost interest. What's that? Um, towards the end. Seriously. There was that, there was that moment. Was it like... That, uh, okay, I think we need to just go ahead and sp- say spoilers. Yeah. So, spoilers, yeah, people. Yeah, spoilers. Yes, definitely. Because otherwise we can't talk about this movie properly without spoilers. Definitely. So, spoiler alert, we're going to spoil the movie. So, if you are concerned about that, then... Don't listen. Wait, wait until you see the movie to listen to this. Okay, that said. Yeah, yeah. Next. Yeah, yeah. So, so even even in that respect, there's there is a difference there. Where you, according to what I hear from you, is that you didn't find that there was anything terribly wrong with the movie. No, there was a few. There's a few plot things that I took some issue with. Okay. Yeah. I didn't have. There was. A couple performances that bothered me a little bit from some of the actors. Okay, okay. And some of the plot points were kind of, to me, a little shopworn. <laughs> okay, so let's start. Let's start from the beginning, right? Okay. So I like the fact that the very first clue of the movie is in the beginning. Yes. Now, the two minute and a half weird little song with the with the rabbits with the rabbits i enjoyed that mm-hmm. yes i did mm-hmm. but i felt it was a bit gratuitous like yeah what are we doing yeah i was at the and i understood it in the sense of okay we're trying to get into a mood here but right. i i had two girls next to me who were on their phones and then i had my husband on the other side of me and then next to my husband was a man who started snoring <laughs> so punctuated through all of that is someone's extreme loud snoring and my husband my poor husband again <laughs> deserves a medal because at some point he was like is that bothering you and i'm like yes kind <laughs> <But of>. no because <laughs> i don't of. want us to get beat up and thrown out of the movie theater because this dude is like the size of a refrigerator but <laughs> um so yeah sorry yeah, so I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. But the these kind of openings, you know, it, it's not a Broadway show. Like, you know, move on. The first, I don't know, I want to say maybe 60 seconds of that. Yeah, I don't think we fantastic. needed like the whole three minutes of it or however long it was. It was, it went on for a bit. Yeah, it was, it was long in like, and here's the thing, I remember... I don't know if we talked about this, but I think I, I saw an interview where Jordan Peele was, no, it was actually Lupita Nyong'o talking about how Jordan Peele had an irrational fear of um, bunnies, of, of rabbits. Oh. And that the, he included rabbits in as an element of terror based on his own fear of rabbits. And I suppose that's what he was trying to do with this to beginning. Make, to like, make with, funny, scary. Yeah, but like... See, all I could think of was the favorite. Uh-huh. And the 17 rabbits and the favorite. 
No. And and I was just like, okay, so we're, we've got 17. But those rabbits were cute, though. Yeah, they were cute. You know, they were all over the place and stuff. Yeah. And it, there was a moment, actually, that, that happened. That, that's, where, that's where I saw the, 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 the favorite. But, like, the beginning, it was like a puzzle, like. Like Tetris yes. with rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> Connect four. Yes. <laughs> Throw a rabbit in here. Bloop. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. So that was it for me, right? And but then the movie starts, mm-hmm. and the build-up was long but almost perfect. It was good. The build-up was great. You you kind of could see. I, I like the clues. I like how the clues started to connect almost towards the end. Except that there were some clues there that were, eh, whatever. And then the first thing that came to my mind was, the first very shocking clue that I got was the Bible verse. Mm -hmm. And I literally wanted to pull out my phone and find out what the hell does Jeremiah 11 11 say. <laughs> but then I remembered, shit, I'm in the theater. I can't do that. <laughs> what did you think of that? <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. It actually was thinking, I don't remember what Jeremiah 11 11 says. So I, I, I know I wish I could, or I wish I could look it up because I, I don't know what it means. And, yeah. and that's a clue, obviously. Okay. And so here's, here's the other thing. The weird sort of like glass, you know, mirror thing that the the little girl went into. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but immediately, even though I didn't know the plot, but as soon as I saw Find Yourself, I'm like, this m- must have something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Right? So she goes in and we, we all know what happened. This is where the movie becomes deep to me. Mm-hmm. This is where I enjoy the entire philosophical debate of the movie. And I don't want to bore you with this, but you tell me up to that part, what were you thinking? Up to that part of the movie, up to the moment where she wanders off Mm -hmm. and goes in there. It has all, for me, up to that point, it has all the elements of movie, like suspense movie, something scary is going to happen. Right. That's that's all I think of. Right. But but like I'm thinking of scary movie, regular scary movie. So something horrible is going to jump on in front of her. And she's going to be terrified and blah, blah, blah. And from then on, somebody's going to be out there in that um, fair killing people and nobody knows who's killing who and blah. That's what was, I was expecting. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't. What 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 did you think? <laughs> I I figured that there was some sort of like um magical element or fantastical maybe is a better mm-hmm. word element that had happened to her that she somehow got swapped with a mirror image of herself right. in there less physical than what actually ended up it being. Um and is what was what I was thinking is that she's yeah. Now the, the little mirror image of the girl is now out there in the world. Exactly, and 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 that's the killer. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, okay, so she 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 the swap happens and blah blah blah, and now she's never be the same again. Which, to be honest, that was the case. She was never the same again. Yeah, but like I was expecting, there were some obvious things that my mind of a non-professional, I don't know, uh, 
you know, horror or mystery writer was thinking of like the obvious things that anybody could have thought of. But that's not what happened. And so this is where, like I said, the movie gets quite philosophical for me. And when fast forward to present days, I started to understand what's going on. But I don't know if this is Graham's makeup, right? If this is Graham's own explanation of things, or if more people saw what I saw. Do you, do you want to hear what I Yeah, what I, I want to hear. Yeah. So, we can see that she's afraid of something, uh, the character of Lupi, Lupita Nyong'o. But she's great in this. She's great in she's everything, fantastic. but she's great in this. She's, oh, Not yeah. to interrupt you, I just had no, to No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. You, you, and, and I can say, our critique of the movie, good or bad, has nothing to do, at least for me, with Lupita Nyong'o's job mm-hmm. as... The, the main actress, Mm-mm. Winston Duke. Mm-mm. Like, even the kids were absolutely great. The little boy was insane. The little girl, the way she managed to be scary with a smirk, it was like something out of this world. Like, that's not what we're talking about. We are actually talking about the movie. Mm-hmm. And so, it gets philosophical for me because when we know that she's afraid, and the way she was afraid, I interpret it as all the anxieties and insecurities that we live with ourselves today, right? That's, that's what goes on in our head. Mm-hmm. And it's just that we learn to live with it, so it's not manifested all the time as well as, it, as you can see it happening to her, mm-hmm. right? But... If we want to think about ourselves as 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 human beings, as people go as people going through life, this is what our interior looks and sounds like: afraid of what's to come that we don't even know what it is. Mm-hmm. Because at some point, she was you know she was telling the husband, "Can we leave? Like, let's go." But like, she couldn't quite explain what it was. Yeah, and. When she finally mustered the courage to explain what happened, the husband was finding all the logical things about it. Like, you saw yourself in the mirror. <laughs> you got scared because you saw in the mirror. Right. Which is what we tend to do when other people explain their fears to us. That's true. Is That's that, true. You know, we rationalize it in... We, somehow don't even empathize enough, except we, we just try to find logic and explanation to it. Right. As opposed to being supportive. Right. I'm, am I, is that, is that like a, a little too far thinking? Am, am I, am I overthinking this too much? No, I actually don't think, I, I'm not going to say that I got that from that because I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't mean that it's not there because Jordan Peele is incredibly intelligent and you're incredibly intelligent. So please. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I just I I can see that completely that there being a whole another set of of horror to this in the horror being reality and <laughs> reality sucks. <laughs> yeah. 
I I don't know why I'm 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 going there, but I think it is the only thing that started making sense for me, right? Yeah. So now, all of a sudden, um, you have these people, this family, standing outside. Yes. Right. There is. There are moments in life where, whether you want it or not, you have to face those fears. Mm-hmm. Again, it may feel like I'm I'm like seeing way too much into this, <laughs> but this is what I'm getting right. And in the the crazy thing is that none of them realized what was going on until the little boy is the one that like, oh, it's us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, here's why I say that each character from of of the you know of the red kind is exactly the mirror of each other. The those fears, those anxieties are a fantastic manifestation of what you see out of red. The 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 face, the way she speaks, mm-hmm. is is a grave voice that it seems to be always looking for the courage to utter words. Mm-hmm. And that becomes scary. Like when she speaks, it's like really pulling from all of her strength. To be able to say words. Once upon a time. There was. And that's. That's that's the mirror of. of um, What's her name. In the, in the movie. Uh, Addie. Mm-hmm. Right. She seemed to live a normal life. That, that she should be happy with. And she's. Apparently has accomplished great things. As a dancer. And now as a family. As a mother of a family. Of the whole thing. But she's living with 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 all of these anxieties. Yeah. Right? So this is this is this is again this is what I'm seeing, right? And then, as for the husband, do you see how the her his greatest battle with his counterpart? Where does that happen? On the boat. On the boat. That vanity. That piece of grandeur, that piece of ego mm-hmm. that he wanted to have. And at the end of the day, it was his competitive self trying to one-up or keep up with the counterpart, the white friend that was married to Elizabeth Moss. At some point, he even manifested that in words, mm-hmm. right? And so that's him. That that vanity becomes is so beneath him that it becomes unintelligible. Like that, if you remember, this character could not say words. Yeah, he just grunted. (laughs) Yeah, like um, from Young Frankenstein. Am I taking this too far? Like, no, no, I'm fascinated because I feel like we watched two different movies. I don't know, man. Like, like these are the kind of things that always make me feel like I'm so maybe I'm cr- 
crazy, right? No, I don't think you're crazy. <laughs> I don't think you're crazy, though, because this is a psychological thriller. It's not traditional horror, and um, it's meant to be that. So, yeah, you you got way more out of it than I, I did. No, and, and then I feel, but like I feel like each clue was there in in like you know what happened because like okay, let's talk about the little girl. Mm-hmm. She is exactly at that age where she's incredibly cynical, especially towards adults, mm-hmm. right? And she's good at something that she is refusing to do because she has to be a rebel, Bec- only to go against her parents. Mm-hmm. But what happens when her counterpart, her doppelganger, started pursuing her? What saves her? Run. Run. <laughs> and, 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 and it is not a coincidence that the mother said to her, run. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's, that's that. And I feel like where I say that she's incredibly cynical towards adults is, is that you couldn't see complete malice in the face of the, of the doppelganger. But you could see that smirk of like, I don't respect you. I'm not supposed to respect you. Go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. That little smirk that you get from the teenage daughter that like, like I'm always going to wind up doing whatever the fuck I want. So who the hell are you? Do you see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. Man. Yeah, it would defeat you for a moment. I feel like I'm making this shit up. But it, that's that's yeah maybe I I was smoking something (laughs) you got the good stuff before you went to the movie theater but like even now I'm trying to figure out how did I get all that from it but but that 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 is all I can think of and then you come to the little boy there are two elements of the little boy um both his original character and his doppelganger that I find completely fascinating. I feel like if, in fact, Addy is the original Red, there is a kinetic connection between her and the little boy in that the little boy himself is the only thing closest to what the original Red to be mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll go into that a little bit more but I feel like the only one that actually knew everything he needed to do was that kid yeah he did everything he knew exactly how to handle his business he did and there should be there must be an explanation for that but also Addy got to a point where whatever she may have blocked out of blocked in her mind in order to grow up to become a, a, a normal person, at some point that shit went away. Yes. And I think this is when she said to the husband, you are no longer in charge of things. Yeah, you don't get to make the decisions anymore. anymore. Right. Yes. You don't get to make the decisions anymore. Yes. This is where I think she's like, oh, bitch, you came back for me? Yeah, I'm going to fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Is, is, 
Is that is that yeah? Is that consistent? Yeah. So going back to the little boy, when she says to him, "Go show him your magic trick." Yes. Right. That's him. That's exactly him. Because there was no magic trick. The magic trick was a pretext so he could get to play with fire. With something that causes fire. Yeah. You know, again, spoiler alert. But there you go. Now, the the crazy thing is that the doppelganger kid was madly afraid of the normal kid. Yes. And that's the reverse of everything. Yes. This is the normal kid incredibly afraid of what he could do. This is some kid that frequently has some very fucked up thoughts. Right? Yeah. And is considered to be the not very normal one of the family. Yes. And he's afraid of what he might do. (laughs) Constantly afraid of what he might do. Yeah. Which is... A good thing because the freaking lighter never goes on, <laughs> even though he's, he's trying to start it all the time. That That's all I got from the from that first part. Um, what, what do you got? What, 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 what can you tell me so far? Because I'm like... Uh, I don't know. I feel lost now because, like I said, I feel like we watched two different movies. I really do. Um, I But... Your your take on it makes sense to me. It does makes sense, and it makes it a much better movie than what I saw. <laughs> Come on, Chastity, don't leave me hanging like that, man. <laughs> I don't I'm know what to say. For, I'm looking for somebody to tell me, man. Uh, yeah, well, that's exactly like who? Like, uh, please, somebody out there, tell me that's that you saw at least half of that, because otherwise, I think I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I think I'm crazy. Well, I I know that I went into it with more of a, and I don't think that you are a Twilight Zone fan, right? You've, you're not in the sense of no. It wasn't watched. around when I was growing up. Okay. Again, I didn't grow up in the U.S. for folks. That, <laughs> yeah. So I went into it with, and knowing that it was based on a Twilight Zone episode from 1963. I went into it with more of a straight thriller um, interpretation, expectation in my mind. So I wasn't really thinking of anything else when I went in to see it. Right. Um, So maybe I went a little closed-minded. I don't know. Um, Which is not fair to Twilight Zone either because they definitely went into the whole kind of thing that you're talking about, the the idea of ego and the idea of... Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Twilight Zone is, <laughs> is is my jam. There's some good stuff in there. But um so but anyway, I just went into it with the mentality of it being kind of a, a straight thriller, a straight psychological thriller, and then it would be more, you know, fear of in the mind as opposed to blood and guts everywhere. Right. Um I mean we got some blood and guts, but really nothing horrible. Right. Um so I can't say that I saw what you did, but that doesn't mean it's not there, obviously. I just didn't see it when I was in the movie theater. And again, I had a dude next to me snoring the whole time. <laughs> so that, that'll that kind of like, you know, keep you routed in, or rooted in reality. For... 
But but here's here's the other part that And the dude wasn't my husband, by the way. He <laughs> just went down from my husband. He was just really loud. So it might have been me, because like Abby's according to my wife, because you know I don't snore, but she says I do. So, <laughs> so here's the, the other part that I, I like boom kind of started to make sense to me after I thought about it for a while. And it is possible that I walked out of that movie with PTSD and I'm making up this whole thing again. So so if you haven't seen this movie, it's important that you go and see it. Because if you're taking Graham's word for it, again, like I'm not even sure what I'm saying myself. Like I'm just I'm just telling you folks. So do not think that I got this. I'm just telling you what I think I saw. Where I think that I can confirm the theory of our doppelganger, in this case, physical doppelganger, is more a reflection of ourselves, a manifestation of our fears, of our anxieties, of, um, of our insecurities. I like when they get to the beach. Um, a lot of little clues start going on. Like the first encounter was the old dude being loaded in the ambulance. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the freaking uh, sign was there still. Mm-hmm. All right. So, second thing is, um, there was a conversation that happened between the the character of Elizabeth Moss, uh, Elizabeth Moss, and Addie, where she takes a moment to sort of express her dissatisfaction. The, the character of Elizabeth Moss, Elizabeth Moss. I don't remember what what was her name. I don't know. Um, generic white lady. <laughs> generic white lady. <laughs> That's like random black guy from every movie. <laughs> So she she asked Addy about, you know, isn't there a time when you wish you had continued dancing? And then she went on to say how she wished she had pursued, I don't know, modeling or acting or something. Acting, I think it was. Acting. Yeah. I think she used to be a model, but she wanted to move on to acting and whatever. She could she have said done something this. about being in a couple commercials or something. Right. Yeah. Right. And... Also, at some point, she she manifests how much she hates the husband. And to tell you, the husband was kind of an a-hole. Yes. <laughs> he was an absolute moron. Yes. Um, and then I was able to see all of that reflected when things started to happen to them. Yes. Right? Because the, the husband's doppelganger... Um, was terrible. He was. He was. He was actually quite. It was. It cracked me up that he put on, you know, like the bathrobe that that the, the, the non doppelganger was wearing, and was like trying to be like buddy palsy wowsy yeah. with 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 um Addie's husband, which yeah. was like what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> and he almost fell for it. Yes. You. Know, I I I love. All, how all the elements were literally mirrored. Like the, the two little girls, the two girls, the teenager girls, 
were kind of weird in real life. The twins. The twins. And <laughs> their counterparts were like mad weird. Like, yes. they were actually the only scary thing. <laughs> well, the burnt little boy and, and the, two, the two girls were, were kind of scary. Yeah. Um, and originally, Red was scary, but like, the moment she started talking, I called her, she's not scary anymore. Yeah. I kind of even can see what she's talking about. Like, yo, see what you did? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But the moment I realized that confirmed the whole mirror mirroring thing to me is when somehow the generic white lady's doppelganger survive the first attack and she has Addie in the bedroom completely contained but she doesn't bring herself to harm Addie mm-hmm. but rather she turned the harming to herself mm-hmm. self-hatred right? yeah dissatisfaction Self with, with life, with I've got all these, but still, it, it all doesn't mean shit because I don't feel happy. Um. So this is where I felt like everything, every, every everything that I was thinking about in this sense, sort of like, okay, I think I think I think I'm onto something here, mm-hmm. right? But. Also, we turn to the part where the story goes sort of to the beginning, right? It's where it goes back to show you what exactly happened and who are these doppelgangers. Yes. Right? There, it got kind of kind of weird for me. Yeah. And I sort of made sense of it, but also... I wish that it was portrayed a little better. And it was also almost toward the, the end of the movie. So so that's where it kind of got disorganized in everything for me. I understood the whole underground sort of basement called, um, you know. Escalator. The escalator, but also, if you notice, like, everything was sort of covered in tiles. Yes. And tiles gives every room that sensation of coldness. Yes. And that, to me, kind of signified how far down we push those sentiments, those frustrations, those... um. I guess, you know, those things that aren't our better angels, mm-hmm. how far down we push them, we keep them as much as we can. But at some point in our life, they come out. And we can either lose control of everything, or we can fight to regain control. So, this is what I this is this this is what I got. <laughs> Again, my friends, if you've heard the show and you think I'm crazy, please feel free to tell me. <laughs> but this is Graham right here trying to make sense <laughs> of of what the movie us 
is about. But again, that's that's on the movie. Well, I, you saw a different movie than I did. And I think that's really cool, though, because, you know, two different people and same movie and different different takes on it. And um, I think that's cool, though. I feel like somehow you get, you you giving me a cool story, bro. Kind of. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, nothing. I know. I really don't don't mean to be. Cute. I genuinely just. I'm I'm sitting here listening to you because I don't. I I didn't get that move that from the movie at the time, but with you talking about it, I can get that. Well, Does that make any sense? Yeah, but like I I remember the first thing I thought after I saw the movie was I have to go back and watch this movie again. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing mm-hmm. I, I remember. In fact, my son and I, Jamal and I, we went for pizza after we saw the movie. Because, of course, Christine wouldn't join us for shite. You know, because it's a scary movie, whatever, right? It wasn't scary at all. There was no lot of blood or gory or anything. There was some blood, but whatever. There wasn't even any jump scares. No. Which, no. I, which is awesome. I'm not complaining. Yeah. <laughs> jump scares are stupid. <laughs> 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 but like we were sitting there just like yo what did and the poor lady you know taking our pizza order I can only imagine what she was thinking <laughs> I have a black guy big black guy and a beige little dude beige <laughs> <laughs> God, Talking about some murder and stuff. Nine one one. Nine one one. Becky, the pizza lady, coming in and calling nine one one. I don't know. Most pizza joints, I feel like they've they've you know they've heard it and seen it all. <laughs> that's like they've probably had dead people at their table and been like, yeah, yeah, you know, we that's, can, just, that's just Fred. We cannot burn it. <laughs> Somebody rolls Fred in every other week. He sits there, they eat pizza in front of him. It's fun. But he's been dead for 15 years now. <laughs> God, he God. looks great. He's been dead for so long, but look at him. That pizza, though. <laughs> Yo, this is where we lose it. Just <laughs> um, yeah, I. the end of the, the movie, I agree with you, was, was a little disorganized for me, too. I... I was a little confused by the whole they created us to be able to control both of us mm-hmm. and then lost interest or, or something along those lines. That 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 line I have to say confused me because I was like, Who is they? I don't I, I right. don't quite understand right. that part of it. Um But I guess if we're gonna if you know, if we're thinking of it in a more metaphysical sense of them of it being fear and that sort of thing, then it would definitely be a way to control the above ground folks. Because if, if, if you have fear and anxiety and you have everything that's, that's down below, right. There's no better way to control people than through fear. Than through fear. Uh, that's exactly right. So that makes sense. And I think another way that I, I felt like he failed to tie in the story with others is, the six million chain I thing. I didn't understand that either. I didn't. I didn't understand where 
I understand where it came from, and I understood where it came from in the sense of this is a great way to make a uh, a statement. Right. But then I didn't, I kind of felt like it just got left, and I didn't understand what happened with that. Hands across America. I So there's two things. I I I could understand the interraciality of it, because originally, I only, if you... The first part of the movie, you thought this was something that was only happening to this family. Right. And it was a black family, whatever. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, like it's like the second act, boom, it's happening to the white family that is friends with them too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But still, I thought this is only happening to these two people in, you know, two families and they know each other. So, it makes right. Sense. I thought that too. I thought, <laughs> I thought the second family, I'm like, okay, they're connected somehow yeah. because of being friends or, exactly. or whatever. But then all of a sudden, it's everybody else. Yeah, it's the entire world. Everybody. And this is where I kind of felt like maybe this motherfucker thought, Yo, let me bring everybody into this now. Okay. Right. But what am I trying to say? This is where I'm, I'm starting to see, like, this dude had a big budget, wanted to make a dope movie, started making a dope movie, and I'm sorry to say, as smart as you can be, you kind of run off idea mm-hmm. sometimes. And you're like, let's put this here, let's put this here, and let's cut this shit away. But, Jocelyn... I literally felt like a crazy person explaining this whole thing. <laughs> and I'm glad we have a podcast because this gave me a way to sort of like just let it out. Yeah, that's good. But did we just have a therapy session? Thank you, Jocelyn. Next time. How does that make you feel? Um, so here's the thing. I feel like my mother. (laughs) (laughs) Say, say, if it's not one thing, it's your mother. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, all right, then. So here's the thing. I know that Patrick is planning to go to see see, uh, us this weekend. Okay. So maybe he will have a fresh perspective. Maybe he'll have seen a third movie. Because <laughs> I feel like you saw a different movie than I saw. And maybe he'll see a different movie than you saw or than I saw. Maybe maybe that's the secret of this movie. Maybe it's a different movie. Is it possible? A, a different that might movie, well be. A different case. movie for every person. I mean, because it is, as you've said, a divisive movie. Yeah. Um, and there's definitely people have a lot of opinions about it. And... More so, you know, than your typical horror movie or thriller movie or, or whatever you want to say. So... And I think that's precisely the problem is because a lot of people went to this movie, in to this movie, to see this movie with a lot of preconceptions, right? Yeah. Um, that... And I would was, say I definitely did. It was... And I did too. Yeah. Because, you know, like, again, his first work, you know, acclaimed was get out and there was yeah. an element an element of of horror or suspense whatever you want to call it yeah yeah i can see why you would expect something in a lot of in fact it was referred to as a matter of fact as the sequel to to get out which 
I don't know. It wasn't. No, I didn't. It oh. wasn't. No. It wasn't. No, I don't think so either. That is not to say, ladies and gentlemen, that this is not a fantastic movie. No. It is. It is. But here's the one thing I, f- I feel this dude is doing, which maybe M. Shyamalan has at- attempted to do, but s- slightly a bit poorly. He's lost his way recently. Right. But I think Jordan is really trying to just put the movie out there as a material and let you make the movie out of what you saw. Like, it's not... He's not telling you what to think. Yeah. He's just putting the puzzle pieces out there. And... Maybe you tell him what yeah. you think. My husband made a good point when he saw it that because of M. Night Shyamalan, Ding Dong, however you say his name, <laughs> um, that you know, with with any kind of movie like this, we're all expecting a, a twist at some point. You know, a, a, yeah. oh, there's going to be a twist, and you're just waiting and looking and, and expecting the twist, as opposed to just watching the movie, right, and not. Constantly looking for, yeah. okay, well, this is going to be it. Or right. this is going to be right. it. Or is this, oh, this it? is it. Um, so um, I, don't, I don't think I personally went into that waiting for a twist. But at the same time, I don't really, I don't know. I feel like we saw two different movies. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep saying that. We saw two different movies. And I think that's cool because that shows we're two different people. I'm, I'm with you. I think I saw a different movie than pretty much everybody else, you know. <laughs> and that kind of makes me a bit crazy. But um, maybe there was a purpose to it. But anyway, um, with that said, let's just call it a day. Are we out of time? I think we are out of time. <laughs> I, is, that, is it our, fi- our 50 minutes? Have I set the timer? Yeah. Our therapy session is over now. Yes. Um, so we'll next, see you week, next week, yeah, we'll see you next week. Do we have an appointment for next week? Same time. I'll, I'll just coordinate with your secretary outside the yeah. door. Yeah. For, very well. Talk then. to Frankie and Roll. And they'll Frank- get it set up for <laughs> Frankie you. and Roll. <laughs> yeah, they'll set me up uh, for next week. Uh, so, yeah, thank you. It was a great session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we really worked through something there. <laughs> We had a breakthrough. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think so. Well, all right, oh, ladies God. and gentlemen, our podcast became a therapy session for me. <laughs> and that's fantastic. But it is time for us to say uh, goodbye. So thank you very much for listening. Yes, thank you. We hope you like this. And please, again, if you've seen the movie and you want to chime in, by all means. Let, let, let's let's have a debate uh, on Twitter or on Facebook or on Instagram. Let us know what you think because this is driving me crazy. Yeah, let's, we, and we don't need a crazy gram. No, I mean, that's me already. <laughs> a crazier gram would be catastrophic. <laughs> yeah. All right, have a good one. Uh, thanks, everybody. Bye. Okay, now.